Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. I want to preach 2 Corinthians 4, 69. I'll do the reading. I'm reading from NIV because it helps me make my point. And then I'm going to verse and same um, chapter, chapter 4. After I read verse 9, I'm going to go to verse 16 through 18. Verse 6, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face or through the expression of Jesus Christ. Then it says, but we have this treasure. Everybody say, I have a treasure. We have this treasures in jars of clay our bodies, our vessels, to show that this all-surprising power is from God and not from us. We are pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Here's my main point in our focus today. Verse 16 says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory. That far outweighs them all. Or them all what? Those light and momentary troubles. So we fix our eyes. Not on what is seen. But what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. The top of verse 16 is where we get our focus. Therefore, we do not lose heart. I want to preach for the upgrade, a simple message. Don't lose heart. Everybody say, don't lose heart. I want to preach, don't lose heart. Um, you may not know, but from a biblical perspective, losing heart is not just mere having some discouragement. It's not just facing disappointment, fears, a time of testing. A time when you get frustrated or get just fatigued about life. Um, that is just not the full definition of what it is to lose heart. I'll give an example for Jesus when he was arrested and betrayed by his very own disciple, Judas. Um, that could be one sense of stress and hurt, heart, heartfelt pain because one of his disciples betrayed him. But if you know Bible, Jesus knew Somebody was going to betray him, um, but yet it happened, and um, he finds himself being arrested, about to be arrested, taken over by the Roman government, but he's in this Garden of Gethsemane, and he's praying. The Bible says he prays so profusely and so sincerely and so aggressively that it was almost like uh, sweat and blood coming out of his pores. He prayed so hard in this moment because he was facing betrayal. And he prayed three times if that cup can be removed from him. This was a tough, tough test. 
Never um, in most of, our, uh, most of the writings of the Bible do we even see such vulnerability of Jesus where he wants to get out of something. Oh, you read the Bible, you don't see that many cases where Jesus is trying to get out of something. But Jesus even asks, if it be thy will, can this cup pass from me? There are times that things are so hard, you just want to get out of it. Can I just get out of going through this test? Jesus wants to get out of it. But then you notice Jesus says, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. What I'm trying to say that is in all that he went through in this garden of Gethsemane, he did not lose heart. Paul even talks about how he was afflicted, went through despair, and even twice uh, talked about that he did not lose heart while he went through many type of seasons and even been through shipwrecks. He talks about not losing heart. What I'm trying to say is that it's, you can have the ability to go through something and still not lose heart. Because losing heart means actually to give in to evil. So it's not just the fact that you're fatigued. It's not uh, the fact that you're just discouraged. It's not the fact that you're just tired. But it's when tiredness leads you to turn your back on God. Is that what it means to lose heart? When we lose heart, we cave in to what the enemy desires. We uh, refuse to walk in faith. We refuse to walk in godly character. That's what it means to lose heart in the Bible. And God today is trying to encourage us not to lose heart. I'm telling you that we are not in, um, uh, this is not the end, but we are in the last days. I said, this is not the end, but we are in the last days. Jesus even tell his disciples that uh, the time may not be yet, but you are living in the last days. He reminds them around in Luke 20, uh, uh, Luke uh, 18th chapter, Luke 21st chapter, he reminds them that, hey, listen, you're going to hear wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation. You're going to hear about all these things going on in our society, but, but when you see all this turmoil, he tell them, but the end is not yet. He tell them the end is not yet. Uh, and so I, I like to still keep us focused that true enough, we are in the last days. People are lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. People don't have the fear of God. People are turning against what is right. We are in the last days, but I believe the end is not yet. And so what I'm trying to even convey to you is you're going to have to hold on just a little while longer. Because the end is not yet. We're in challenging times, but we must hold on a little while longer. And all because I'm telling you, do not, uh, do not lose heart. I just can't tell you what not to do because you got to give people another avenue. It's called replacement. You can't just tell them what not to do. You got to tell people what to do. So I'm not going to spend the next 20 minutes telling you what not to do. Uh, rather, I'm going to give you five simple areas where you need to keep doing. Keep doing. Everybody say keep doing. Uh, keep doing. And I'm not looking to be uh, deep. 
today at all. I believe there's a time to really intrigue your mind and bring you into the mysteries of God and bring you into the deep things of God. I believe there is a time, but there is a time to maintain simplicity. I believe we're in a time to maintain simplicity. I want to give you five things to keep doing. Thank you all today. Thank you all today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I need a whole hospitality team plus. Glory to God. Uh, thank you all. Uh, five things to keep doing. Number one, one, number one, one, number one. You're not going to be surprised by anything I say, I hope. Number one, keep praying. Everybody say, keep praying. Keep praying. Oh, that's it. Keep praying. Don't, don't think I'm about to just tell you something that you've never heard before. But the Bible tells us in Luke 18, verse 1, it says uh, that Jesus, he spake a parable unto this end that men ought to always pray and not faint and I'm telling you that you're going to have to keep on praying you're going to have to pray once pray twice and pray three times four times five times two I've already told you there's nothing in the Bible that told you you cannot pray about the same thing more than one time you may find yourself praying the same prayer 20 times a day but don't you let the enemy block you from praying you better keep on praying in this season the bible talks about in luke 18 that if you don't pray luke 18 verse 1 it says that men ought to always pray and not faint as if that sometime if you stop praying you're going to faint so one of the ways you keep yourself from falling out when life seems to go crazy is you got to keep praying one of the ways you keep yourself going when things go haywire is you got to keep praying because the con connotation in Luke 18 and 1 that if potentially if you stop praying you gonna give up if you stop asking God for help if you stop asking God have mercy on me if you stop communicating to God potentially you're going to give up in between your blessing you're going to give up in between your going through season if you start if you don't keep on praying everybody say keep on praying sometime when we pray it goes into a deep weep like I did on last week Sunday I begin to weep I begin to weep for souls I begin to weep for people who don't know God I begin to weep for the destruction of cities I begin to weep for Haiti who's going through an earthquake right now and trying to recover and so many things going over at the land come on I keep asking God God can we please get a break Lord the earth just needs a break the next thing you know after we're still trying to balance off of COVID-19 and the numbers escalating then the next thing we got to do is prepare for a, a, a tropical storm Fred and then next you know it's going to be some other name coming out the ocean uh, in the next few days and something else is brewing not too long after that it seems like if, if there's not one thing there is another and so what I'm telling you is you got to keep praying I begin to weep saying God we need a break we need a breakthrough because we don't get a breakthrough some people gonna think they need to have a, a breakdown and we gotta have a breakthrough tell somebody we gotta have a breakthrough 
Sometimes when you pray, you weep. Sometimes when you pray, you wail. Weeping is one side and wailing is extensive. When you wail, you say, Lord, we can't take any more. Then sometimes you're moving from wailing to travailing. Travailing is when you now have taken possession of the promises of God and you consider yourself an intercessor and a mediator between what the devil is trying to do but what God is trying to bring forth and so you become a travailer a travailer is an intercessor who knows the promises of God and they stand in the hedge and they say God you gotta do this God you are merciful God God you said you will be mindful of your people God you said that you remember your covenant and sometimes in prayer you gotta travail travail is the birthing place travail is the birthing place of the promises of God and I do believe God do hear sweet little kind prayers and so I believe you can also have sweet little kind prayers but there are other fashions and methods and depths of prayer where you can't be cute anymore you got to get in that thing you got to plead on behalf of a nation you got to plead on behalf of a contrary child you got to plead on behalf of a wicked generation and you can't be sitting there all cute you got to get in the middle like Jesus did he became an intercessor and an intercessor is very vulnerable what you mean an intercessor when he's on the cross matter of fact we know he's an intercessor because he's in between two thieves uh, right there and his hands are lifted up and he's stretched out he's in the most vulnerable position but in that position he's bringing forth deliverance in that position oh don't tell me while he was lifted up all of us was getting ready to get breakthrough while he was lifted up he was in a vulnerable hey I like to say it is I said it like this while he was bleeding he was meeting our needs while he was bleeding he was going through suffering and pain in a birthing position on the cross but while he was vulnerable he was blessing the world while he was vulnerable he was saving mankind there are times you have to travail until you prevail so Luke 18 covers keep praying and be relentless in prayer it talks about a woman who went to an unjust judge and although the unjust judge feared neither God or man she kept going to this unjust judge said avenge me of my adversary why because she knew the judge had the power to change things around we must become relentless in prayer number two keep preparing keep preparing number one keep praying number two keep preparing if you're going to not lose heart keep preparing Matthew 25 and 13 and I'm going to read the bulk of this parable again it says watch therefore for ye neither for ye know neither the day nor the hour where the son of man cometh watch therefore this is the conclusion of a parable where Jesus gives again a parable of ten virgins the Bible describes that five are wise and five are foolish. Uh, what makes the five wise is the both of them have 
lamps with oil in it. Well, what makes the five wives wise is they have oil with lamps in it, and they have also an extra can of oil. They took oil, all had oil in their vessels, but uh, others had extra oil. The Bible says that while the bridegroom tarried, and he didn't come, and they were waiting on him, they all slumbered and slept. And what that means is we we'll all experience life while Jesus delayed his coming. Um, it's not trying to ridicule these ten virgins for sleeping and slumbering while the bridegroom delayed. You're going to sleep and you're going to slumber until Jesus comes. Meaning you're going to experience life. Meaning they couldn't just stay up all night waiting for the bridegroom. They, had to, they got tired sometime and went to sleep. That's all. We didn't got to beat them up because of life happens, but five of them were not wise. And next thing you know, the bridegroom came in the middle of the night and made a cry. And everybody went out to meet him. But as they were all going to meet the bridegroom, the five foolish looked at the five wise, five wives, a wise virgins, and told them, hey, let us get some of your oil. Let me get some of your oil. And the five wives said, no, 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 no. We can't give you none of our oil. Our oil. We had to get enough oil for ourselves. Let me tell you about preparing. Preparing in this season is make sure you got enough oil in your tank for yourself. In this season, you also better make sure there are times that when the word of God comes forth, some people are always looking at listening to the word, talking about that words for them. Oh, I hope they heard the word from Pastor today. When you preached, I hope they heard it. That sure was for them. You better be careful in this season. You better make sure you got a little extra oil in your canister. You better make sure you're carrying a little more of God. You better make sure you're more hungrier than you was in the season before. You better make sure you're a little more thirstier than the season before because we're going to need some oil to last these days. We're going to need some strength to last these days. And so you better have not just oil in your lamp, but you better have some extra oil. You better have something to push you through. And the five wise, five wise virgins were able to trim their lamps, meaning put extra oil in their lamps and get it ready and walk through the night because he came in the middle of the night. See, if he came in the daytime, they would not have needed uh, their lamps. What it's trying to paint a picture of is sometimes you're going to have to be able to move while it's dark. You're going to be able to get to your destination while it's tough. But if you ain't got no oil in your spirit, there's no way you're going to be able to move through all this chaos going on, all this thing happening in our in our world. You ain't able to make it through it because you ain't got no oil in your spirit. And you're going to have to have some oil in your spirit to go through these dark times when you can't see your way. He's going to have to lead you and, and guide you. I hope you're hearing me today. You're going to have to keep some oil. Tell somebody to keep some oil. Uh, you're going to have to keep some oil. Keep preparing. Keep preparing. Keep preparing. And these five, wise, five virgins was wise because they had some extra oil third point is keep prophesying if you're catching on I'm using all P words 
Some of you may start guessing what my next two are. You know. Number three, keep prophesying. Acts 2 and 17 says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. One of the signs of the last times is not also trouble, but comfort in trouble. Lord, help me. Not only trouble, but there's comfort while we go through trouble. Church, come to pass in the last days, saith God, Acts 2 and 17. God said, I will pour out, listen to God, my spirit upon all flesh. Listen to what God is saying. God said, in the last days, while you're going through trouble, trouble ain't going to be the only thing happening. He says, in the last days, I'm going to also pour out my spirit. He says, in the last days, I'm not going to sit back while the enemy is trying to rage and trying to take over lives and trying to get you to backslide on God and get you to take the mark of the beast. And it's not the vaccine, but take the mark of the beast. You got to tell people that because some people, you got to tell people that people think the vaccine is a mark of the beast. If you don't want to get a vaccine, that's okay. But don't think that they be thinking the vaccine. If you don't want to get a vaccine, that's fine. All right, but just mask up. If you don't want to get the, the vaccine, that's fine. But it's not the mark of the beast. People just are chateau tata. You know, no, man. That ain't. All right. He says, he says, in the last days, what I'm going to be doing is pouring out my spirit. He says, so I'm not going to allow the enemy just to be confusing people and the world going haywire and me sitting back not doing anything. The other thing you can look for in the last days is I'm going to pour out my spirit. And when I pour out my spirit, I'm going to raise up sons and daughters and they shall what? Prophesy. And so what I'm telling you is to keep on prophesying. We need the prophet. We need to hear from God. We need dreams in the middle of the night from God. We need insights and vision. We need prophetic utterance. And so what I'm trying to tell you, if there's any time for you to be stirred, be stirred right now. If there's any time that people wondering, how come you always got the word of the Lord? I thought you was an usher. Yeah, I'm an usher, but I'm a saved usher. I'm a born again usher. Oh, I thought you were just a Sunday school teacher and you just teach a few verses. Oh yeah, I'm a Sunday school teacher but I hear God it's time to be stirred like never before we can't just sit back here and act like the devil the only one gotta move we gotta move in us as well we gotta move of God happening us as well we're not sitting back here in the midst of the last days letting the devil take our mouths away and let him take our tongue we gotta unction to function and we're not sitting back we God is pouring out his spirit in the last day tell somebody to be stirred he said your sons and daughters gonna prophesy your young men gonna see visions your old your old men shall dream dreams and so i'm telling you keep speaking the word of the lord be stirred in this season hallelujah and i already taught you before and i keep teaching again all because you prophesy i don't mean you're a prophet all right i'm gonna keep teaching the word every spirit filled believer should be prophetic how to keep teaching this because there's just so much bad teaching on this every spirit filled believer should be prophetic. Prophetic means having a sense of what's going on now and potentially what's going on in the future. How are you spirit-filled and spirit-led and don't know nothing? That's all it means. You, that don't mean you deep. I mean, it just means you're spirit-led and spirit-filled. And every once you out, how many ever had an unction that they shouldn't go over there or they shouldn't do this today? 
How many of them had that? That's prophetic. Come on. That's all it is. All right. So everybody think the prophetic is always every got thing to be deep. Now, there are some deep things like in the book of Revelation when they start seeing beasts and four headed horses and all that kind of stuff. That's real deep. You take a whole lot of prayer for all that. But, but in your natural life, you have, should have a prophetic move of God in your life. Come on. When you look at your job and the job you took, sometimes you know you're in the right place at the right time. How many ever got a job offer and knew before they called you that was your job? You knew it. You was in the interview and you felt the witness in the middle of the interview. Come on. The job I recently received and accepted not too long ago after I finished the interview, I had my laptop open because we did the interview interview through Microsoft Teams and after we did the interview after and they said all right we thank you Joseph for your time I said thank you all look forward to hearing from you thank you so much for this opportunity I shut my laptop my get out of here whoa I said you ain't ready for this I felt it in my spirit I said if I ain't got this job they are crazy if I ain't got this job they sure can't hear God if I ain't got the job could I felt a witness in my spirit pastor Robert said how you think I did I said girl bring it here I got in the batter's box I said bring the ball here girl I knocked that thing so far out the stadium they're still looking for it I'm telling you there's times in your spirit you know what God has done in you and we gotta know that God will make God will lead you and you are prophetic prophetic say I am prophetic keep prophesying keep prophesying that's number three number four keep preaching everybody say keep preaching now on this side I'm talking not just to the preachers but those who are listening to the word but we have to desire that the word keeps going second Timothy 4 2 through 4 says Preach the word. Somebody say preach the word. Oh my God. One thing that'll make me mad as a preacher is when a preacher don't preach the word. Oh Jesus, I just want to go take the mic. Even if you don't know Greek and Hebrew, just preach the word. Don't preach what you think. Preach what the Bible says. Preach the word. Don't preach your opinions. Preach the word. Hallelujah. That's why I keep, if I ever get into my opinion, I say, y'all, this is me talking. Just forgive me. This is me talking. Then I say, okay, the word. All right. But, but don't preach the word. It say preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. So if you're going to preach the word, preachers, first of all, you're going to preach the word, you got to be instant. I've been working with all our preachers and teachers and people in our church and leaders. I say, man, y'all got to stop needing so much time ahead to preach. Matter of fact, somebody almost got a call this morning to preach. Oh, yeah, for real. Mm -hmm. For real, though. For real, though. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't feeling good all yesterday. Wasn't really feeling good. I managed to do some things, got some things back. But later in the night, I couldn't even sleep last night. Got me a little medicine, felt a lot better. But I didn't think I was going to preach today. And then I got around 2 o'clock in the morning and I just felt like, hey man, I wish I was feeling like we the rest of the day. I got up, went in my lazy boy, sat in the den, cut on the TV, read some scriptures, just started mingling around. I mean, almost, just was all over the place like, my God. But somebody almost got a call this morning. <laughs> the Bible says as a teacher and a preacher, be instant. You got to be ready. Come on, God should be speaking to you or two today. God should be dropping little nuggets in your heart. 
I mean, I was young, you know, as a preacher, you know, I was a little, you know, wet behind the ears, you know, I'm a little, you know, a little young in the faith. But man, my, my pastor, Charles Brandley, who raised me in the gospel, taught me to be instant. I always get a story how he taught the preachers how to be instant because he would have us come on Sunday night at six and all he would give us the preachers five minutes. And I always tell the story because it made it really made me a preacher of the gospel. He gave you five minutes to preach. And his saying was, if you can't preach in five minutes, you just can't preach. And I told you, there were people who never got the lesson. They would get up and always, and when they, only when they got up to preach, no Sunday nights that they thought they was going to preach, because you didn't know, about 10, 10 people were ready to preach. And if you didn't feel like you wanted to preach that Sunday night, guess what you didn't do? You didn't come to church Sunday night. If you didn't want to preach, you wanted to escape preaching, you just didn't come. But if you came to church Sunday night, you didn't know who he was going to call. And he would just call brother so-and-so, elder so-and-so. Come so and so and come preach. Some people they would invite they would invite their friends and family every Sunday night. <laughs> Y'all don't know my pastor Charles Bradley. I love him, and he knew some people only like attention. They would have their family and friends family and friends come every Sunday night. He wouldn't even call their name. <laughs> that man was something else. God bless him. And, and, and some people would get up there to preach, and they only had five minutes, and they would read about twenty verses. Then after they read 20 verses, they'll give their title. Then after they get their title, they'll say, I thank God for my Auntie Lucy. My Auntie Lucy was there for me. I remember when I was 15 years old. And, um, and then they would talk about, oh, and my teacher over there in the back, that's my teacher. She was always special to me. And while they talking, still giving accolades to all the people they invited, the pastor would say, all right, next, elder so-and-so come preaching. And then, what I'm trying to say, let me get moving on, is be instant, be ready, be ready to preach. The world needs ready preachers. The world needs somebody stirred from God. The world needs somebody with a fire. The world needs somebody who don't care if they are paid or not. Come on, somebody who has a fire that doesn't seem like it's based on a check. Come on, even if you're getting blessed by your church, because I am, even if you're getting blessed by those who give, I am, but you gotta have a fire beyond money you gotta have a fire to teach you gotta have a fire to preach come on come on it ain't no money getting me up at 6 a.m. in the morning to do no morning man I cry climb out my warm bed with my beautiful wife that ain't no money doing that come on that's a love for God we need people who got a fire and got a heart for people to grow in knowledge to grow in wisdom and he says preach in season out of season he says you got to be ready to reprove correct get people right rebuke exhort with all long suffering and doctrine so you're not just rebuking you're also waiting watching people grow you just don't preach one day and think everybody gonna turn around tomorrow and you have no sense of patience to allow people to digest the word and activate in their life. He said, for the time will come, this is what I'm telling you all as listeners, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We need to keep preaching because the time is coming. People don't want to hear sound doctrine. You know, there are churches that don't even like sound doctrine now. 
There are churches that don't like what the word of God says, so they do whatever research they can to find somebody that's going to agree with their perverted thinking, and they start teaching something that is contrary to the actual word of God. They're coming a time where people not endure sound doctrine, but after they go after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. It reminds me in Numbers 13 when uh, they come to re uh, go to the promised land, and Jesus and, and, and Moses tell them, um, let's go to the promised land, and Caleb jumps up and he says, we are well able. And then some of them jump up and say, we, we're not well able. We don't saw the giants of a knack there. Then the next chapter, in chapter 14, they look at Moses and they beg Moses, give us a leader to take us back to Egypt. We don't want to go any further. We don't want to live by faith. Give us a preacher that keep us in our flesh. Give us somebody that can take us back to Egypt. We don't want to know freedom. It's too much work being free. We, we want to be slaves to our flesh flesh all this faith walking all this responsibility all this accountability in the faith we don't want it they beg Moses please give us a leader to take us back to Egypt and that's what's happening there are people looking for preachers that take them back to Egypt that keep them comfortable in their flesh that keep them comfortable in their ungrowth come on there are people that will go to churches for years and never be challenged on their lifestyle there are people who come to church for years and some people have churches I ain't never understood this y'all got to pray for me but I ain't never heard understood this but I heard there are churches that have big givers and the big givers manipulate the whole church the big givers I mean they give big and the preacher can't preach what he want to if he dare preach on adultery they'll look at him while he preaching he'll change the chapter I ain't never heard of that kind of stuff I told God before anything like that happened in here I'll start all over I'll start all over y'all know me I used to say I had to be crazy I said I'll start all over we ain't having none of that ain't no check gonna pay off the glory of God ain't no check gonna pay off the message of God come on and you can't be for sale just like I can't be for sale ain't nobody around here need to be for sale tell somebody I'm already bought I'm bought with a price I'm bought by the blood and you can't buy me right now this word is too precious to me tell somebody keep preaching keep preaching I never heard I never I heard these stories about preachers who can't preach the gospel call the pastor but can't pastor because people in the audience give him the eye telling you, you you ain't gonna get that check for that building fund you said you want to build that new building pastor you better back up that message better back off that stuff never heard of that Lord help us. Number five. Number five. Things you need to keep, keep praising. Everybody say keep praising. Keep praising. Keep praising. Keep praising. Psalms 34 and 1. It says, some of you can help say it with me. It says, Psalms 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, the truth of the matter, that could be a statement, that could be a declaration, but when the rubber hits the road, to bless the Lord at all times can be easier said than done. And if you can't be honest about that, it means you ain't never been through nothing. Because if you ever go through something hard, it'll test your praise. If you ever go through something where it feel like God wasn't fair, ah, 
y'all don't want to talk about it. When God acted in sovereignty and something wasn't fair, it'll challenge your praise. Have you ever been through something that you just knew, um, God, you should have blessed me a long time ago. Have you ever sat back and watched the wicked prosper and it's something like your life is on drip drop blessings. But these wicked people can just go get blessed and drive good and live good. And it's, that, it's not that you won't, uh, you're just full of covetousness, but my God, you want to, you feel like you got enough skill set and you feel like you, your life should be growing. And there are people who are living right and that life is still drip dropping. And for whatever ways in God's sovereignty, he's decided that his, his delay is a blessing. Oh, you ain't hearing me. I said God in his sovereignty. Y'all ain't saying nothing when you done live right, done good. See, that's why I be careful with turn around three times and it's going to be right tomorrow. I, I, I only try to say that when I feel the Holy Ghost say it. And when, I, and when I say that, I'm looking for a testimony. I don't get in caught in this church cliche. Turn around three times when you get back home, everything going to be straightened out. Because you get back home and everything worse than it was before you went to church. The dog done got sick the cat won't meow the ceiling fan won't work the refrigerator done broke down the car leaking oil oh you ain't there saying what i'm saying that's why i try not to put all those cliches because there are times in this thing you're gonna have to do endure hardness as a good soldier you have to show up when the test is on you're gonna have to show up when the fire is on and if you ain't never been in a place where life seems unfair it will test you on this scripture that it's not always easy to bless the Lord. It's not always easy to bless him at all times. But tell somebody, I'm going to really try this. I'm really going to try to bless him at all times. Sometimes I don't feel like blessing him. How many ever been there? You just don't feel like it. I got to get some honest people here and I get honest people I praise I believe I can preach it right because one of the reasons that we can never cross over is that we got people who are dishonest some of y'all wake up every day like you feeling good like you just feeling kind hallelujah that you feeling happy all times now most times generally I'm a good happy person but there are some days don't talk to me till 1 p.m. pray for me between 8 a.m. and 12 59 not every day but some days I need a touch from heaven some days y'all see I ain't saying nothing not every day because if every day come to the altar I mean not every day if every day come to the altar but every once in a while I don't feel like nothing I get up in the morning I got an attitude I don't feel like going on and doing nothing come on y'all all of us go through those times so I gotta get honesty here when I'm pressed and I don't feel like praising God, having joy is not always an easy thing to do. But the Bible tells us that we need to make a joyful noise. What that means to us is number one, that praising God is a sacrifice. That is not always convenient to praise God. It's a sacrifice. It's going to cost you something to give God praise. Yeah, you have to make a joyful noise. It's going to cost you something. It's a sacrifice. The Bible says, Psalms 100 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Meaning in order to keep praising God, you're going to have to check your attitude. Because sometimes you bless, but you're ungrateful. 
God said that sometimes you are blessed, but your attitude done got messed up and you're ungrateful. You got a roof over your head, but you're mad that the car, the flat tire, the car had a flat tire. And because the car had a flat tire, that done canceled out all the praises of God. But the truth of the matter is, you still got a roof over your head and forget all the rest of that stuff. You still got blood running warm in your veins. And if everything else go wrong, I felt the Holy Ghost. As long as you still got blood running warm in your veins. Even if I lose my job, if blood keep running warm in my veins, I'll get another job. Even if my car act up, I can get my car fixed as long as blood still running in my veins. And sometimes I have to get happy. I have to start praising God. Not because everything in life is going right, but the fact that I still got life. If you still got life, I want to hear your praise. I said, if you still got life, I want to hear you give him glory. The Bible says, let everything, everything that has breath, there's a demand for you to give God glory. If you're still alive, you could be broke, but God say praise me. You could be single, but God say praise me. Tell your neighbor, say keep praising. Say keep praising. Yeah, the reason we're gonna make it through here, you can stand to your feet. The reason we're gonna make it through this and not lose heart, I'm done. We're gonna keep praying. Tell somebody keep praying. We're gonna keep praying. The reason we're gonna not lose heart, we're gonna keep preparing. We're gonna keep our oil, oil in our lamps. The reason we're not gonna lose heart, we're gonna keep prophesying. God is still stirring us to do mighty things. We're gonna keep preaching, keep hearing the word. And lastly, we're going to keep praising. Everybody clap your hands and praise them right there. Come on, praise them right there. So like the Bible says, although we are pressed on every side, we are cast down, but we are not destroyed. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. Why? Because we have this treasure in our earthing vessel. What is the treasure? It's the hope of Christ. The hope of Christ is going to bring us through every hard day, every hard moment. It's going to keep us from losing heart. We have this treasure. That's why we're going to make it through tough times. That's how we're going to make it through it. We have a savior. We have a savior. We have a redeemer. He's going to strengthen us for the journey. When the times get hard, watch him be right there. The times you need a shoulder, everybody ever needed a shoulder to lean on the crowd? Everybody ever needed a hand to hold you? Huh? I'm telling you, I, I've learned that my vulnerability to him is a key to be being sustained in trouble. I said my vulnerability or my dependability on him is a key to being sustained in trial the fact that I recognize that 
he is above me and beyond me while he has granted us all of us me you every one of us a level of strength a level of faith a level of power a level of wisdom yet we have his strength in measures we have his strength in measures but outside of us he has his own strength limitless and so I've learned to sometimes just lean on him will you lift your hands I'm praying that you will not lose heart again to lose heart means to not just be discouraged but be so discouraged you quit you turn your back on God uh, you're so discouraged that you stop praising you're so discouraged that you stop attending worship in church and you're so discouraged you're so you're just so unhappy you're bitter and you're mad with the world God says don't lose heart God said I'm gonna be with you that's one of the promises he told us in the word that I'll be with you even until the end of the world and I he said, you may go through some stuff, but I'll be with you. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.